And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. For those of you who don't know, uh, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. I'm not sure about this week, though. Um, and new Marvel Comics and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, July 6, 2023, to talk about everything that came out this week. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And if you are watching us live, you can see us on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Um, also, if you downloaded threads, you can find us there as well. Either way, uh, let me introduce the, the guests. Um, you're either watching us live or listening to the podcast, where you get your podcast from. But let me introduce them. We got Lex from Wednesday Pool. Uh, he's been back better than ever. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm glad to I'm glad to have you back again. I'm excited know? to be here, man. Excited yeah. to talk about some comic books. Yeah, and little known fact that other people might not know, Lex and I uh, hung out for the first time when <sighs> I was in the Austin area for work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's time. so cool. We saw the best movie, Ambrosia. <laughs> What'd you guys see? The Flash. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Not, not. I'm not joking that we saw the Flash. We did see the Flash. I'm joking about yeah, it no. being the best movie. Um, but uh, it's fine. You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, absolutely. I was You're a comic like, book geek. You gotta, you gotta see those movies. No, absolutely. I was just genuinely surprised that they like still like released it. I'm sure they're regretting it. I. <laughs> I'm very upset. I'm mostly upset that they thought Batgirl was unreleasable. Oh my god! And Batgirl would have made them because it costs less money. Batgirl would have made them more money. <laughs> would have made them a profit, I think. Because I would, oh, yeah. I would have gone out and seen Batgirl, no matter how. Like I would have at least seen it once, and it couldn't have been worse than the Flash. Just couldn't have. There's, it would, it makes no sense. But uh, what was I saying? Anyway, yeah, I introduced Lex already. So let me introduce Ambrosia, a.k.a. I don't know, Ambrosia. Are you still Comics and Cupcakes? I am, yeah. I just kind of went on a hiatus uh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but now I'm like getting back into things. So yes, I'm still Comics and Cupcakes. Mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, you do a good job. I, I, one day you'll come back and... Uh, TikTok will be better because of it. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. No, I'm planning on coming back like full circle. Now I feel like my life is kind of like mallowed out so I can get back into the swing of things. This year has just kicked my butt. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, we make time, but I'm glad that you guys are uh, on this episode. No, thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. Um, Today, uh, this week was an interesting week. First of all, did new comics come out on Tuesday, being that Tuesday was July 4th? I don't think so, right? Comic shops wouldn't have been open on July 4th, right? Right. Not here, they weren't. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so probably not. But uh, so everything I think came out this Wednesday. Um, and this is a weird, what, two months for DC? DC mm. has... Uh, Night terrors, night, night terrors, right? yeah, going yeah. on. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, night terrors, um, a lot of the titles 
are coming back in two months. Then they're just taking a little sabbatical, little siesta for those night terrors, you know? Um, have you guys been reading night terrors? I have not, but no, I read night terrors, Batman. And I don't know if you guys know this about me. I hate dream episodes, dream sequences, dream episodes. I hate them. They don't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't need to Mm -hmm. look into the psyche using metaphors. Like I don't, I don't need to do that. It's been done to death. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. No. Especially on such a grand scale where it takes over 97% of the books coming out from a publisher. Like if it was just a, the four issue series, then I probably would have picked it up, but I, there's no way that I'm going to read every single title that's coming out for the next two months. Yeah. Like if you're going to do a like company wide crossover event that puts everything delayed, at least make it interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like back in the day, Young Justice, the Young Justice comic did what was Sins of Youth. Yeah. So in Sins that. of Youth, that event had everybody age swapping. So mm-hmm. the old people became like toddlers, the adults became teenagers and teenagers became adults. And like there were tie-ins and all that stuff for that. That was cool and fun. I don't need dream sequences for the next 2 months. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And I just I don't know, I'm kind of a seasonal person i don't really want to read a bunch of horror stories in the summertime and i know why they released it that way but why well not specifically but i assume that it's so that when the trades get ready to release they can do all the trades and collected editions around october okay Um, i can see that i didn't even think about that yeah also our our summers big months for comic shop or or low months they usually do events of some sort. They usually do some sort of summer event, both publishers, to sort of get readers in. I don't know in terms of how the market is, but I know yeah. that there's usually some sort of event. Okay. I don't... I uh, and yeah. I'm the opposite. I am not a seasonal reader. As like, I will always take this to my heart, how Dimitri called me. That was it? The Death Lord? No. Uh, Edge the Lord. Edge Lord. Of comics mm-hmm. i like to read a lot of like the darker stuff and i get annoyed mm-hmm. that uh it is so seasonal sometimes and like that come october uh because i wish that they were kind of more spread out um and yeah. so like yeah I, I thought that was the opposite um but it's just interesting that how much of this uh what was it called uh night terror yes how much that has just kind of uh overtaken DC recently. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks because some books just started, like uh Green Arrow. And yeah. that is going yeah. on hiatus until September, which is just I don't know why you would kill a mom- kill momentum for your new books. I don't I don't know who okayed it. I don't get it. Weird. Also, DC does seasonal anthology books. Yeah. Yeah. Spend more time on that then. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, it is. I bet they could have did a lot of these storylines as anthology books, <laughs> like a Night Terror anthology book and yeah. the main four issue series. That would have been good. I could have worked because their anthologies are usually, anthologies are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking there's a secret thing coming out at the end of the year. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this, uh, if this Night Terror started off as an anthology idea, and then they were yeah. like, "No, we have something else going on. Let's move this to summer." Because yeah. I'm sure they already bought, they already paid writers to write Night Terror stuff, but then moved it to summer. You know what I mean? Like they couldn't scrap. Yeah, it. yeah. It seems. I mean, it's pretty intricate, so it seems relatively planned out. I don't know if you could scrap Batgirl that quickly, then. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I, I <laughs> um, let's go over what we did read this Perfect. week, um, and then um, um, issue and, and number and uh, or series issue number and publisher, um, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Cool beans. Who wants to go first? Are we going to just list them all that we read? Yeah, if you can split it into publisher, yeah. Just let me know what you read. Okay. I don't think I read any, or I don't think, I didn't read any DC yet. Um, Or actually, uh, all I read was Marvel and uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, Okay. So I read uh, Spider-Man issue number 10, Venom issue number 22, uh, Star Wars issue number 36. Um, I wanted to get to Star Wars Yoda issue number 9, but I didn't get to that. Um, Edge of Spider-Verse, issue number four. Extreme Venomverse, issue number four. Venom Lethal Protector, issue number five. Um, and I think that was everything for me. Um, and then uh, The Walking Dead, which was Skybound. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what did you read, Lex? Uh, so I uh, didn't get to any of my indie books, which I'm a little upset about because I usually read those first, but it was holiday weekend stuff. And so I didn't get around to it. But over at DC, I didn't read any Night Terror stuff. I read The Adventures of Superman, John Kent, issue number five. And yeah. I read Steelworks, issue number two. Uh-huh. And over at Marvel, I read Daredevil 13, Spider Man 10. Venom 22, uh, Clobber in Time 5, and I skimmed through the Thor annual. Okay. I sat down to read it, but I just found myself not caring like through half of it. So <laughs> I, just put, yeah. I just flipped through the rest of it. That's fair. Um, for me, I read Daredevil 13, X-Men 24, Spider-Man 10, Fantastic Four 9, uh, Adventures of Superman, John Kent 5, Doctor Strange 5, Steelworks 2, Captain America 750, mm, Edge of Spider-Verse 4, and Clobber in Time 5. So this was a big Marvel week, and yeah. DC mm-hmm. had Night Terrors. Oh, I also read Night Terrors Batman, but whatever. Um <laughs> The DC titles that that weren't Night Terrors this this week uh, were really only what Adventures Superman John Kent five and Steelworks two. Was there another DC title that wasn't Night Terrors? I believe that's it. That's wild. Yeah, I don't know why. I I just why are you shooting? Are you essentially just saying comic shops don't get to make any money this these next two months? Are they really, really, really confident in their event so sales? Because I, I don't understand. I don't get how <laughs> they could be that confident in this event. It's just not the premise isn't interesting. Yeah, at least to me, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the wrong one. 
maybe it's really interesting to everybody else. Well, how did you like the Batman? It was boring. Really? Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, this it, all dream sequences work the same way. It's like there's a lot of tropes with it, but like in in Bat in Night Terror's Batman, this is my review of it. It's just, it's boring. We've seen roughly this this thing before. Why? Harley Quinn, the animated series, did an episode where Bruce Wayne is in his mind in a, in a, like a dream sequence, right? It's either a dream or in your own mind. It's like the same tropes. But he was young Bruce Wayne. So he was the boy. And he's like hopping around to different weird things. There is a body horror aspect to it that I thought is cool if you like body horror, where he... Okay. You just see the young Bruce Wayne. I mean, it's kind of gross, but he and he gets engorged and he spits up a a, a human sized bat. But like that's, I mean, I don't know. It's not worth it. I don't know. It just wasn't worth it. We've seen it. Right. Harley Quinn in the animated series, like, did it already. And especially when you know all the they're using their most popular characters it's and. Right. Right. At this point, you you know those characters pretty well. So any inner trauma that they have or any deep, dark secrets are usually pretty well known. So like okay. they had a Ravager book that could have some surprises because I don't yeah. know a ton about Ravager or, you know, maybe Poison Ivy would be a good one. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. I might pick that one up because her book was so good. But I just I don't know. It's It's hard for me to care because. I lost just exactly what you said. It just doesn't interest me. And DC had another book that was unrelated. It was the Peacemaker Black Label series. Oh. I think it's a Black Label book. Peacemaker yeah. tries hard. Yeah. Um, the Joker had a one shot. Ravager had a one shot. Black Adam. Okay, Black Adam might be interesting. Could be cool. Yeah. But like they were doing a lot with this character. I definitely don't want a Joker dream because we've seen that. <laughs> How have we seen that? We saw that in Grant Morrison's Justice League run. I remember Mm -hmm. that, where Martian Manhunter goes into the mind of a random person. Turns out it's the Joker. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. However, I will say that the cover of Poison Ivy's is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. The cover looks cool. I mean, actually, truth be told, most of these covers look good. The Ravager cover looks crisp. Yeah, that Batman cover is good. Yeah, but it like yeah. it's sad that the story doesn't like tie into the artwork. Oh, I hate that. I mean, the artwork is good inside it, and I'm not saying the story is bad per se. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's overdone. We've seen it before, so it's boring. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it was bad. It was just boring. So if you've never seen it, if you're a new reader, you this might be. Maybe this is me coming from it from a, the wrong angle. Maybe I'm coming from it from a somebody who's read comics for decades, right? No, don't just like you know what you like. Like no, for me to have like a flop, like. But like, I mean, I'm judging it off of my own experiences. I mean, not everybody has seen Grant Mor read Grant Morrison's Justice League Run. You know, no, that's true. So, so yeah, but I mean, I'm also interested to exactly like what you said before, though. I'm interested in what the the play here is, or what the idea behind who they're marketing is are they marketing this to new readers because it doesn't really feel like that and is it going to be sandman related could be because sandman that would be season cooler. two 
Sandman season two is going to come out at some point. Now that would be way more interesting to me. <laughs> well, like, see, is this like, a bait and switch? When we talked about the dream sequence, I was like the first thing that came up into my mind, but yeah. I, it would be surprising that they wouldn't mention it. If it was Sandman related, it would definitely get me to read it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they do mention in the night terrors, Batman that, uh, John D is dead. So John D is Dr. Destiny, who's mm-hmm. in Sandman in like in the in the show. He's in that first like whatever in the diner in Sandman in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. They mentioned that he's dead or something like that. He's gone or something. And this is the work of insomnia. That's mm. the name of whatever thing this is. It's insomnia is his name. <clears throat> so but like, what's the point? I don't know. Maybe there's a point. Maybe this they they, you know, they pull it off. Yeah, I've been thinking about. I'm probably gonna read the four main series titles just to get a just to see what's going on with it. But I have no desire to read every book that's coming out. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm with you. No, um, but going back it definitely should have been an anthology but we don't know what's up it could be the yeah that's amazing true series later. yeah well remember how uh 5g which is what it was called at dc was supposed to be like a like a company-wide initiative and then they were just like nah it's gonna be two months leading mm, into yeah. infinite frontier yeah so, like the future state stuff yeah that was supposed to be kind of like 5G is what they were saying, but they didn't go with that. So, you know, let's talk about what we did like. What are our yeah. picks of the week? And by the way, Ambrosia, like I looked at your list and I was like, yeah, she's she's an edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course uh, you like, read DC. No, like I realize that I like, so I've dug into like DC over the years, but I feel yeah. like uh, I started like when I was in high school and I started reading comic books, like Spider-Man was like my first like yeah. go-to comic. So then like, I feel like you build off of that and I wasn't introduced into DC until like later. And so it's so hard when like, you know so much of like the lore and everything like behind these characters and then to dive into another, uh, it's a little intimidating. And so over the years I have, dug into them but like and I read a lot more of like the DC on digital um but versus like when I go pick up my comic book calls like it's I've had the same like uh titles since I was like 20 uh yeah. just all Marvel um and then obviously <laughs> uh since Spider-Man was like my first read I collect all Spider-Man and Venom and all those like intertwinings of it all even yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly, which mm-hmm. I feel like there has been a lot recently, but it's fine. There, I mean, this week alone, there were a lot of Spider-Man titles. So, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. there's so much of like this Edge of Venomverse and like uh, Edge of Spider-Verse, Extreme Venomverse, Venom, the normal title, then Venom Lethal Protector uh-huh. Two, which is a sequel. Then also mm-hmm. Spider-Man Ten came out this week, and then. I mean, the other thing that they're not that that are other spider titles, Silk, Miles Morales, Carnage, the Carnage event, which might be a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of spider titles right now. 
Yeah. I'm okay. Always. I'm okay. Yeah. So am I. Uh, sometimes. Um, so other times I feel like it's a little bit of overkill, but they do the same thing with Batman. Mm-hmm. I, feel I like wish we they. All... Yeah, I wish they would do more with Batman though. Really? Like, like I like the fact that Tim Drake has a series. Batgirls have a series, but like, like, does Damien? Damien doesn't have a series anymore, right? Mm-mm. He did, but I like that when he did. Like, I think every member of the Bat family should have their own series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, like, I feel like they get... And I Spider mean, Family. Like, I, I believe, like, the same thing. Uh, yes. And I think what I'm really excited is that I'm really hoping that the, uh, like, Spider-Verse uh, animated TV uh, movie will help, like, bridge the gap of, like, everyone knowing more of these characters, which we already have been seeing. Like, other people mm-hmm. take interest into them. And so, yeah. like, we have uh, seen a lot more of the Spider characters characters have more of an appearance than what they have over the years after the first mm-hmm. uh edge of spider-verse series yeah yeah for sure however i'm still really surprised that silk didn't make an appearance surely uh, surely it's in the next one well yeah i mean it could also be like sony wants if sony was going to do a live action silk whether they want to introduce silk here i'm not quite sure yeah i think I think they are too. I think it's an Amazon show. So, Is it really? Yeah, I think it's they're working on a live action show for Amazon. Yeah, but uh, just like the evil Spider Men aren't in this movie, because I think th- I think there's going to be a whole s- uh, society of evil Spider Men in in the next one. Like all the bad Spider people, you know, the Peter like Parker's gone wrong. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone talks about, sorry, and then I'll be off my soapbox. Everyone talked about how like Spider Verse was the the, like best Spider Man movie. And I had such a hard time with that because I was expecting the actual like Edge of Spider Verse uh, as Mm -hmm. in like the vampire and like the hunt. And then I was like, oh, I'm not getting that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm always okay to see a little bit of the darkness inside. Yeah. You, you are, for someone with comics and cupcakes, I feel like you, 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 you are, you are a cupcake, but also, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I know. It's It's perfect. Yes. Cause like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, hello. And then they're like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's just the conjuring. It's fine. (laughs) fine. fine. Balance. Uh, Everything's balanced. Yes. What's What's your guys number one pick though? of the week i want to go last um yeah because i i'm mm, i'm trying to figure it out too from what i've read now there's i know it's probably an indie book that i just haven't read yet i've heard some really good things about uh scott snyder's idw book but from what i read i think i gotta go daredevil i just i know it's an easy answer but man that's that story is just doing it for me Let's let's talk about Daredevil thirteen from this week. Ambrosia, yeah. did you did you read it? Oh me? Yeah, did you? No, I didn't get to that one this week. I'm, I'm a couple issues behind. Are you okay with spoilers? Oh, absolutely. Okay, uh, Lex, how you liking it? What happened? How you like how you liking Daredevil? I love it. It's uh, 
Chip Zdarsky and Mark Chichetto have just, they have really crafted us. I don't know. It might be my all-time favorite Daredevil story. And I, and I know there are, you know, people that love the old Frank Miller stuff. And of course, there's great Daredevil stories. I don't think he has a bad run. But this, I don't know. I've just enjoyed it all the way through, even with the weird reset, with the renumbering of number one. I have not been disappointed in this series. Yeah. It's weird. Like this, this issue was weird. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I, I do f- like, I wasn't a huge fan of it because I feel like going to hell um, mm-hmm. like that, those tropes can sometimes be like dream sequence tropes uh, yeah. unless you go to hell as an actual physical place. Mm-hmm. You know, if your characters go to hell as an actual physical place, you know, then it's not a dream sequence. But when you go to hell as in a metaphysical place, it ends up being kind of like a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, it was kind of a mix between the two. So I did like it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. is it like what is actually real? Um, we also find out that the fist the whole time has been serving the wild which is another entity like the beast. The beast sister, essentially. The beast sister is the wild. And so Mm -hmm. this whole time that stick has been teaching about the fist and the way of the fist. um, Yeah. Yeah, he was wrong the whole time. It's, um, it's, It's interesting. I agree with you. It is hard to see what's real, especially because it may... Maybe Matt's not dead at the end of it. I don't know. There is a teaser, or that teaser, but the cover for the next issue is at the end, and he was on it. So it's like, did he really die? You know, because Foggy reaches out to him to grab him, and it seems like it didn't happen, but there's no dialogue. So it's really hard to tell what they're going to do with that last, the next issue. Yeah. Which I don't know I if don't... that's the last one. I don't know. I know it's coming up. Yeah, what are they re? Oh, because Saladin Ahmed is taking over. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which, if he's, if Daredevil is the main character in that, surely he didn't die in this, right? You know, and right. and I agree with the, with sort of the metaphysical stuff because his dad is in it for a little while, and I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's been good. I always had I had a feeling that the fist, you know, I was going to be an, an evil thing it was giving me the vibes of um Shadowland where Daredevil was getting a little bit more extreme and militant and then it just went crazy so I was really really hoping they didn't go that far down that rabbit hole but I think I was just more so relieved that it didn't do that yeah uh, and that he recognized that it's okay and just like the character development of daredevil himself and just what he represents and what he feels and his relationship with God. It was just, for me, it was, that's almost like I looked past what was going on with him, like fighting demons in hell and was focusing on really on his uh, inner, inner monologue. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what Chip has done so well with this entire series over the years of really capturing uh, his, like that inner dialogue and like that inner fight that he's been Mm -hmm. battling uh, throughout 
this series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like that Foggy's back to life. So, you know. Yeah. That was a relief. <laughs> like, that's good. Come on. Don't you don't hurt Foggy. I hate it. I hate it when they <laughs> torture when they torture bad guys torture Foggy or whatever. It's like, come on, leave Foggy alone. Yeah, those good characters that, you know, shouldn't nothing should have like a Jimmy Olsen type characters. Yeah. You know what I would I would love one small change to Foggy, not as a character, but I think an interesting plot point would be, which is if Matt gives himself uh, equivalent bad luck to give equivalent good luck to Foggy. Mm. In a way, right? Like what if what if there was a spell? Because he knows magicians and stuff. What if there was a spell that says I want Foggy to always be okay. Yeah, yeah. Or made some sort of deal with not the a devil. good luck power. Not a good luck power. Yeah. Not a but like a a a thing that like you know keeps them out of like mind. a protection. I was just gonna say oh, like yeah, a like protection. A protection. Yep. Yeah, but it has to have like a flip reverse thing for for Matt. You know. Yeah, he can take it. Right. That's his thing. Right. So he's taking on the the pain of others, right? Yeah. I think that'd be an interesting thing. Marvel, watch out. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, now it's time to do it. Yeah. Uh that one was a good issue. I I I I I thought it was a good issue. It wasn't my favorite. There are two picks for best from this week for me. Okay. The only reason I'm gonna say there's two. I'm going to pick one is just because I want to say how good Dr. Strange is right now. Mm. Dr. Strange five. It's not my pick, but it's very close to being my pick of the week. This issue was really good. I got to catch up on two issues behind. Um, the art was really good too. Like just everything. Um, the art was really good. The story is really good. Um, but it's not my pick of the week. My pick has to be Captain America 750. Hmm. And so it's unfair to Doctor Strange that it's going up against a milestone issue of Captain America. You know? Yeah. Like I've seen some panels fair. from it. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 also an anthology. And mm-hmm. some some are about Steve, some are about uh Sam. They have a, a story about Arnie Roth. Do you guys know Arnie Roth? Mm-hmm. No. I think. So in the comics, Steve doesn't meet Bucky until the war. Um, and Bucky's younger than Steve. Um, so this whole MCU thing where Bucky was his like childhood best friend, in the comics, that's Arnie Roth. Arnie yeah, Roth, yeah, he's like a, okay. like a heavy set dude, right? No, uh, no, no, no. Well, not when he's younger. Later he is, because he's old. Um, yeah, yeah. But like he stood up for Steve when Steve was getting bullied. So, like, mm. that characterization is Arnie Roth. Arnie Roth is also gay. So mm. uh, he comes out to Steve later in present day. And um, it go- kind of goes over this. But Arnie Roth is dead. So there's a whole uh, little story about Steve's relationship to Arnie and whatnot. And so I thought that was, like, super sweet. Then there's, mm, that's really like, cool. a bunch of bunch of Sam stuff. I love the Sam stuff. Um because Steve's been capped for so long, like, to get a fresh new view of, like, what Steve's going through, eh, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool, but, like, 
but yeah, Sam's the seen one it all. being yeah, Sam's the one being thrust into the Captain America like um spotlight. And I think that's more important to know how Sam's feeling. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's yeah, was, my pick. Definitely pick that one up. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Also, I mean it's issue 752. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also there's a Sam Wilson variant cover uh with uh him in his Hellfire Gala outfit, and mm. it's a pretty sick suit. Ooh. Um, but yeah, Captain America 750. That's my pick for, for best. But if I'm uh did anyone else read Doctor Strange? No, right? No, we're both behind. I'll just touch on it real brief is that the art is amazing. The the writing is good. This issue is about Clea, who is Doctor Strange wife, right? Clea, Sorceress Supreme. Her mother is getting married to another magical warlord. They're both bad people. And they get invited to essentially a villain's wedding. Mm. Both of which had killed Doctor Strange. With the death of Doctor Strange, they were all like part of it. So like, this is Doctor Strange going to a wedding his mother-in-law, who is part, you know, of this villainous mm-hmm. cabal. So that one's pretty funny. Yeah. And Dormammu shows up. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Dormammu has been way more interesting in this run than I've ever seen him be. Oh, really? And why is that? The, like there's a whole issue. It was either last issue or the issue before where Doctor Strange basically what happens is like the premise of like an issue a couple of issues past is that like Dormammu can enter the mortal plane by possessing somebody but he wants to possess somebody that doesn't fight back and he wants to possess somebody who wants it so he has a cult of humans that want to be possessed by and die because it burns out their body by Dormammu mm. so there's like a cult of Dormammu and so Dormammu's like doctor you can't save this man because this man wants to die by my hand he wants to be possessed you can try all you want but like i own him Hmm. you know and so doctor strange has to deal with that i won't tell you how it ends um because it's worth reading but it's a really good issue of this run yeah i picked it up but i'm issues behind on that one you gotta again the art is really good too so um yeah also they've been backing they've been doing some backup issues or like backup um stories dealing with an or a magical magical organization oh, called, uh, oh what's that oh sorry go ahead sorry uh magical organization called wand did you guys hear me sorry i'm no. not sure if my co- my connection is probably bad right just a little yeah mm-hmm. so magical organization called wand I'm never because... gonna know. Oh, <laughs> is it still cutting out? Not... Yeah, it's fine. It's fine though, because I just that just means that I have to read it to know what this magic organization is called. It's called Wand. W-A-N-D. Okay, there. We got it. We got there it. it is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um. So anyway, uh, it's a it's a good run. Ambrosia, what's your pick of the week? Um, I'm gonna go with Extreme Venomverse issue number four. Okay. Did anyone read this one? No. No. I did so, read that. I'm, I'm collecting it, but um, I haven't even started reading them yet. No. Uh, so this one uh, is an anthology. 
Uh, and so we have three different stories in here. Um, and all I, I, my opinion are all the stories in here were really good. Um, the first one was uh, Peach Momoko and it was called Bloom of Doom. And all of her artwork is just always so beautiful. And it was like the perfect contrast of like, I think Bloom of Doom just, uh, is the perfect contrast of it because you have like a beautiful flower scenery with like venom in there which is just incredible and uh gorgeous um and so like it's one of her like silent ones as well but you see like that venom is corrupting and leaching into the earth and transforming nature into toxic um mm. and so uh i she just does a beautiful like metaphor of environmental destruction um and i think it plays really well with like his uh with venom's uh imagery and everything so i love that one um and then there was teeth of the beast uh which more was more of like a nor nor um version you of venom it. and yeah thank you uh mm-hmm. a venom and eddie brock as a catholic priest uh which was oh. really interesting to see um and i wasn't expecting that at all so it was uh interesting to see like he used alien as a gift to justify uh doing the things that he did because he was trying to kill off the sinners. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, but it was a cool play on that because I never thought I would see Eddie Brock as a priest. And, yeah. um, but so that was a fun story. Um, and then Alyssa Wong um, did one called Sparkle and Shine. And she created, uh, this was like an anime version of Venom. Um, and her take uh was also uh, really beautiful and something that i haven't seen either is that the character with the big with the circle head and the big smile yeah 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 that one uh it looks so cool there was a a variant cover with her on on it and it was it sold out like everywhere i wanted i wanted it but it's it's like 200 dollars now everywhere oh my gosh yeah it's crazy it's it's a good looking cover and i really like that art style i can't wait to check it out uh, it was really cool, especially like I am, uh, okay, I don't know anything about anime. I'm very out of touch with anime. Um, mm-hmm. And so just seeing this style um, and uh, I think Alyssa Wong was like the perfect person for it. And so it was just um, such a beautiful take of it as you could put beautiful and venom together. So. Right. Yeah, she's good. I like Alyssa Wong. So do I. Yeah. So all three of those stories were completely different and not what I was expecting from a Venom story. It's not your typical Venom story, um, which is why it's extreme. Uh, but it was really good. Mm. Okay. Very nice. Um, were there other books that you guys liked this week? Um, I mean, yeah, I liked pretty much everything I read. Are we going DC or are we just talking books in general? I mean, books in general. Um, yeah, I like pretty much everything I read. Clobber in Time ended, it was good. Venom 22, I don't know, man. See, what is going on with Venom right now? I don't, I'm just so confused. I need to reread, sit down and reread the entire like series story, yeah, because I have no idea what's going on. So, I, I like the idea that they're going like where they're going with it like we have uh dylan eddie brock's son as venom Mm -hmm. and so i really do like that relationship between uh dylan and uh the symbiote but i hate everything else about it 
Yeah, like the Bedlam and the cosmic stuff, and then now he's fighting himself multiple times. It's just, I don't get it. I'm not a huge fan, and, and anyone that knows me online knows I'm not a huge fan of Brian Hitch. So the uh, the first part of this series where Brian Hitch was the illustrator, I just kind of glossed over most of it. And so maybe that's my problem, but I just, I, could, I don't care about this crazy cosmic Eddie Brock. Like maybe it could be cool. I just, it's really, it's, it's kind of like heady stuff where it's himself in the future and himself as the king in black. It's just a lot to, to process. Um, while having the Dylan street level stuff, which I think is the more interesting story, but it yeah. almost plays the backseat to Eddie Brock still. No, and like the whole thing is like uh, the storyline comes from the King and Black storyline, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it just kind of has spiraled. Also, it makes me really upset that we don't quite know where Eddie Brock is. And like, yeah. it makes me really sad to see Dylan go through all these like traumatic things, and like, all he wants is his dad, and no one yeah. knows where he's at. Yeah. And I also feel like that wouldn't be a um uh a thing that Eddie Brock would do. And so yeah. I don't. It's not been my favorite at all. And anytime he talks to his dad, it's like not really his dad. So he doesn't even know where his dad is either. So it's it's a lot. I don't, it's hard to grasp for me. Yeah. No, as someone who's like been reading Venom forever, like I, it's not my favorite. I'm still going to buy yeah. it. I'm still going to read it. Same. I mean, I love Venom. Yeah, same. Venom. I tried jumping on back when it started with its number one, and now it's at Venom 22. And it also made me wonder, wait a minute, how long have we been doing Comic Talk for? We've been doing Comic Talk since March 2021. Oh, my Mm. God. Oh, my gosh. That's two years. Two and a half? No, two and a couple months. Yeah. So Venom came out November 10th, 2021. And so I remember reading it. I think we probably talked about it. And I was like, I I couldn't get past the first issue. I was like, "Eh." Mm -hmm. yeah. And it starts off with that craziness, with that crazy multi-venom, venom of the future, venom of the past, venom always thing. And typically I like Al Ewing. Like typically he does like pretty decent stuff. And this one, it's just, it's kind of a cluster. Yeah. Sorry, not kind of. It is a cluster. It's a huge cluster. Yeah. The King and Black, like you said, it kind of spiraled out of King and Black. King and Black and the Donny Cates and Stegman run was good. But even at the end of that, I would have liked it. You know, it set it up to where it was going to go street level with um, Dylan being Venom and then Eddie being gone was, for me, it felt like it was going to be sort of this background mystery, but instead it ended up being this space Green Lantern style story, which just doesn't fit Venom for me. I think they could have done so much better. I like I was really surprised the direction that they went after the King and Black event. Uh, and I and I was really expecting more because I think they could have done so much more. Instead, yeah. it was kind of like just a, it was a miss. Yeah, it's a big miss. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, do you ever read Venom the End? Mm-hmm. Which one? When was that? Years ago. 
but like it was a series of the end issues had like a cap had one multiple books had one there are like alternate universe endings for these characters but like venom's Mm -hmm. one takes place at like the end of time and he taps into the codex or whatever it is what's it called Mm -hmm. it's called the codex Mm -hmm. and he taps into it to restart earth it was weird Mm-hmm. yeah it was real it was real weird so that's not the venom i like even when you send venom into space you have to keep him down to earth uh, like, what was it venom like, space space night uh mm-hmm. yeah or like agent venom right that was like yeah yeah keep him down to earth still you know mm-hmm. makes more sense to me anyway um did you guys read spider-man number 10 yep yeah oh we all did Oh, look at that. I surprisingly... I surprisingly like... I surprisingly do like uh, Venom... um, Or not Venom. Spider-Man, this this series. Not Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it, It is the better of the two. I'm just... I don't know if I'm, like, trying to... It's like the old comical fan in me trying to figure out where it's going with this Spider Boy stuff, like trying <laughs> to to guess. And yeah. so I'm like mildly frustrated with that, but it is the better of the two for sure. No, most definitely. And I uh, like the Spider Boy is definitely interesting because he has different powers and uh, yeah. Uh, but like also, I just. I yeah I don't know where they're going with this um and why Peter's so frustrated about it because I yeah I think that like he would like take this little spider kid under his arm and like or at least try to figure it out he just seems yeah yeah, he does seem pretty angry about it yeah he's just like get the fuck away from me (laughs) (laughs) well it's also a little kid I think Peter wouldn't put a child in harm's way I'm just wondering what it means because Supposedly, it's Spider Boy is from the six one six. Yeah, it's like they're trying to century century shoehorn him into the universe because that's what happened with Century. Like when Century first came in, he was going around to all his friends and like, "Hey, we've been best friends forever. You yeah. just don't remember me." And that's kind of that's what it feels like they're doing. I don't know what the yeah. bait and switch will be, but they also did that with Voyager from yeah um, no. No road home, no way home, whatever that no, run was called. Yeah, all roads, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah, that one. Uh yeah, whatever it was called, the Avengers one, where mm-hmm. it was like, oh yeah, Voyager was a founding Avenger. And yeah. then yeah. it's not. It's part of Grandmaster's plan. Grandmaster, right? It's part of mm-hmm. Grandmaster's plan. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, so in this, I like him. It's also very sad because I don't know what what was the last issue he was in? Was it Edge of Spider-Verse, the previous yeah. issue, where mm-hmm. like he's just kind of a sad kid and he takes off his mask? I feel really yeah. bad because he's like a literal like multiversal orphan. I yeah. know and I hate it. So I think I was really like wanting Peter to be like, oh yeah, somebody here. please adopt like- him because like <laughs> it just breaks my heart and then this kid gets like uh, it. I but want, it, it's I, it's weird. It seems like everyone's just like, go away. Like they're not yeah, trying to figure right. out like, hey, what's going on with this kid? This kid came yeah, out right. of nowhere. And we live in a universe where all these crazy things happen. 
maybe we should sit down and like talk to him and figure, figure it out. out. Instead, they're like, no, go away, you 10-year-old kid. I it's weird. I don't know if it's intentional or if it's no. not. I hope it I hope it is intentional because if not, it's it'll just be bad. But right. like, uh, maybe they assume he has a he has a family. Maybe they just assume it. Yeah, that's okay. true. But again, like going back to like this whole like weird multiversal, like let's figure how did you end up here? Why doesn't anyone remember you? Why yeah, if if an, if an amazing spider-man, if an amazing spider-man, Peter Parker can do all this stuff to go into another dimension to save Mary Jane, why wouldn't he take a few minutes to try to help this kid that he even said in this issue, hey, you were part of that Spider-Verse event. Why didn't you go back home? He should be like, well, let's figure out how to get you back home. Not like, all right, go away. Right. <laughs> Leave Let me, me alone. Let me this battle by myself. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. So it's just uh, weird. I'm, I'm excited to see where this like Spider-Boy comes from. But um, I also, uh, maybe me just would want Peter to be a little kinder to this kid. Just like he just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I thought overall the issue was good. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like this golden hobgoblin. Yeah. Oh, those are other titles that that are spider titles. Gold Goblin and Red Goblin. Yep. Yeah. Are both spider titles, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm, um with uh what was I going to I was going to say I forget what I was going to say. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, uh, the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man was actually good. The last couple, actually, with Doctor Octopus's tentacles, that mm-hmm. those were actually good. I didn't get to talk about it because we didn't have an episode last week. Oh, but that's Amazing right. Spider- Amazing Spider-Man last week's one that was a good issue. I like it's it. it's oh. good. It was good. It's just weird that it's like his life seems relatively normal. I know that they put in his you know some sadness about kamala's death but it was just like this heavy yeah thing event with yeah. fridging kamala and then it just seems like all right back to spider-man stuff right it had to have been an editorial decision yeah it had to be writer oh man it had to be and that that does suck so bad it just seems weird like yeah there are a couple of panels where he's just like I'm doing this for Kamala. And it just all just seems so weird. All of that stuff. It almost takes away. It it definitely takes away from what the book could be and could have been. I think it ruined the, this run or put a stain on this run. At least I don't think it's ruined yet. Yeah. I mean, even (laughs) without the Kamala part, (laughs) even without the Kamala part, that whole thing where the numbers and the guy and the The scribble man or whatever. uh, (laughs) Yeah. That whole thing. Unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what a weird callback to like an old Zeb Wells story. Yep. See, I didn't even I, know. I didn't like. I didn't even know that. You know. Yeah, it's like a cra- It was a character that came back when Zeb Wells did a, a Spider-Man couple of issues. Spider-Man back in the day. Zeb Wells Deep did cut. it for yeah for a while, and that in itself, like, uh, was it he who was the one who was writing all of, like when you guys were talking about like the dream stuff in the DC area. But uh, when we had Mysterio and everything, it was like last year maybe, and it uh, was it with the Sin Eater stuff, and mm. it was just like this big dream, and it was it sucked. What was a big dream? Like everything that. Okay. 
it was it wasn't good yeah but i thought it was dead walls but maybe like they're writing like every other issue i don't know um yeah i don't know all i know is like okay amazing spider-man shaping up and this spider-man i i do like spider-boy you know I do too. I, yeah yeah so i'm, I'm interested about the fangs like that's that's an interesting addition also it comes through as mask i don't know how yeah it's a weird character i mean bailey briggs who knows supposedly is a pre-existing character i did a name i did a i did a uh, twitter thread about who he is and who and and all this stuff it was a joke but there is a character back when ben riley first took over as spider-man and is that run before he transitioned over into that new spectacular suit there was a character introduced her name was um stephanie briggs she was a redhead she worked for the cia or whatever and she fell in love with a character that ended up being a cyber version of the scarlet spider and it was this weird storyline three issue storyline that tied into the new warriors and at the end of it she just it, he's still like tainted by that cyber whatever and she says i'll you know i'll never stop looking out for you i will always be there for you and that's the last you ever see of those characters so i did this thing where i was like yeah it's she's gonna be he's the son of a of a clone of ben riley it's gonna be this really convoluted oh my gosh. <laughs> it's gonna be this really convoluted storyline uh <laughs> and i'm gonna hate it but i hope I, it doesn't happen like this <laughs> no i didn't even think about like the clone stuff and like ben right i really hope not yeah he it's does. pretty funny i mean the red hair oh the only the only problem is like red hair reminds me of mary jane even though she's not the only redheaded person in the world yeah. like when it but. comes to spider-man only one person ever has red hair and it's mary yeah, jane that's true like has peter dated a redhead that's not mary jane mary jane because even when they no. bring in redheads they're supposed to be Mary Jane, but for somebody else, like Ben Riley yeah. has Janine, whatever, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, they had Weird. a jackpot character back in the Secret Invasion yeah. era, but that was that supposed was, to be, that's a reference to Mary Jane. Yeah, that was yep. supposed to be Mary Jane, and now she's going to actually take that um, name and become the new jackpot, which is weird. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't I don't know what's what's happening with Spider-Boy, but we shall see. Um that was over at Marvel. Um Adventures of Superman John Kent number five. Yeah. I've been I've been it. liking it. I've been liking it. Yeah, Ever, I like it a lot you know? too. I, I liked the injustice. Like I know some people don't like injustice. I liked injustice for what it was. Yeah. Um Clayton Henry's illustrating it and I it's just so good. I think he makes me appreciate injustice so much i don't know if you've seen these like terrible panels almost a meme of panels from injustice back in the day with like these horrendous batman faces or just terrible characters because they're always screaming they're always like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah clayton henry has such a smooth simple like classic comic book style it just makes the book look so good and it's cool to Um, see john on his own adventure like it, it's you know in a world where you have superman it's hard for a character like john to stand out because why do you need two supermen 
Right. Well, and also he crosses over with Connor, right? Like, what's, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's the point? Why well, have Connor Kent and Jonathan Kent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the most recent... Did Derek Robertson do the art on one of these issues of John Kent Superman? Mm, maybe. Maybe I had it pulled up. Yeah, he did one issue. I hate his art so much. <laughs> mm. I hate his art so much. It was... It was the last issue. It was last issue. I hate his art so much. Yeah, issue four. The reason is, and it's not because of him. It's not because of him. It's because of the boys. I um, I despise the boys so much it makes me sick. Like yeah. I get nauseous. And so when I see his art, I think of the boys. And I think of how sad. gross and obscene that comic is. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't. It's not him. It's not him. It's what his art was for the longest time. It's those faces that he drew, you know? It's it's yeah. those characters. I anyway, sorry. I just <laughs> wanted I just wanted to comment. I'm glad he just did one ep, like one issue. Cause yeah, I yeah, would yeah. I would I might drop a series if he is the ongoing. If he continues. Yeah. Oof, that's sad. Yeah. I just can't do it. The boys comic is the worst thing ever made. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the book. Um, like at all. I won't like I I tell everybody I won't yuck anyone's yum unless it's the boys comic. Like I cannot stand it. The yeah, boys it's comic, really rough. The boys the boys show, I like the boys show. It is still obscene and gratuitous, but it's 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 smarter. So I can't you know what I mean? Yeah. Less less shock value if if you can say that. Uh, that only makes sense if you read the boys book right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. watch the show because <laughs> you would think right. the show has a lot of shock value but not even compared to the it's gross, gross. It's yeah the gross. grossness of the of the book it's for the sake of being gross yeah it's i yeah anyway um this this one's cool i like i i thought that was interesting because this this series started off setting up Ultraman as this big villain and he gets taken out real early like issue three I'm a little, or so issue I am a little two. disappointed with that like I am I am too it it sets you up with a lot of cool stuff you get Earth 2 characters I love, you Balzad I love, I love Earth, Earth 2. 2 well is it Earth 2 or Earth well he's from Earth 3 right Ultraman's from Earth 3 Valzad, Ultraman's from Earth 3 but Valzad and uh, Red Tornado were from Earth 2 yeah yeah and it was so cool to, I thought these were going to be like supporting cast or supporting characters in this book. And I was like, oh, it's really cool because I, I really enjoyed Earth 2. Mm. And so it'd be cool to see these characters again. Yeah. Especially merging with these different worlds, like bringing them into an injustice um, environment and seeing how all these characters, like a Lois, Red Tornado interacting with Superman, you know, so now he has to deal with a version of his wife, a version of his son. I thought it would be cool. And a version of himself, but Valzad's not Clark, but yeah. it would be cool for him to have to deal with all that. But they just knock all that out. It was almost like a rug pull in the first or second issue. 
Where it's yeah. like, well, he's in the Phantom Zone and Lois is dead again. Yeah, and they definitely pulled the rug out. And killed freaking Ultraman, which is like, it almost robs John of his full circle moment because he was tortured by Ultraman. I was kind of disappointed in that. Yeah. I forgot about Ultraman and John, like having uh-huh. that, that history. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to be able to get to everything. Um, Ambrosia, what did you read? What's another um, thing you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Uh, I read. I, should, I didn't like uh, Edge of Spider Verse. Uh, that hasn't been. I didn't like it either. Why? Oh, did you? Did you read it? Yes, I read it, but Ambrosia, given what we've okay. talked about, why did I hate this issue? It uh, says it on the cover. Oh, was it because of the uh, artist? No, no. no. <laughs> oh, because of the t- dream! It's the a dream! dream. It's oh another my dream! I, yes, I didn't even I don't want to know about people traveling through dreams. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's what this was. Yeah, it literally Dream Spider is the character. I'm not saying the character's not cool or whatever. <laughs> I just do not care. I flipped through this one. Uh, this Edge yeah. of the Spider Verse series is, is has been a little weak for me because it's almost like they're it's almost like they're just random word generating spider characters and then making yeah. stories around them. Like the right. J. Jonah Jameson thing is funny. That was funny. But, that was. But funny. it's like, how many of those are we gonna do? You can do that forever, and that is it. This what it's just gonna be a cash grab. Now we're gonna just amalgamate yep. all these characters and make their own stories. And, I mean, what's okay. the point? Because past no, Edge of Spider Verses okay. dealt with um, the big Spider Genin stuff or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were, so, they would always lead into that. But this is after uh-huh. the final Spider Verse event. So what's yeah. the point? What is the point? And so, like, it's funny that you brought that up because we were talking about earlier how, like, you know, each of, like, the Bat family and each of the, like, Spider family should have, like, their own, you know. But then you have this, which is, like, too far. Um, And so, like, I think there's, like, definitely, like, a distinct line. But, like, now you absolutely said it right. Like, they just created, like, they just put some things in AI and, like, they're, like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's not. Um, And so, like, this, you said it correctly, that this has just been very week and now they're just like they saw uh spider-verse in the movies and it did really well and so now they're trying to add more into it when but when something is good you should just stop and i think they should have like between the edge of spider-verse and like extreme spider-verse and everything i think they should have just stopped like or they anticipated the buzz from spider-verse so they're like people will be seeing that movie and then they'll think that this is the connected story so they'll go and yeah. purchase it yeah i Here, i don't like here's the thing Spider-Verse. though they had an edge of spider-verse that ended a couple months before this edge of spider-verse started to the that's point why where I, I, I thought it was a reprint i didn't even yeah. read this run because i was like i'm pretty sure i just because they had one that dealt with the last spider-verse thing that pretty much mm-hmm. just ended it, it was did, like yeah. it was we're on spider-man 10 right now and the Spider-Verse stuff ended at what issue five or six or seven or something? I think it was six, eight. I think. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'd stop reading. Uh, I stopped caring about Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. I kept reading I hated that it. Spider-Man, but I didn't care about that Spider-Verse. No. Because like you said, it, it we've once you've get once you've gotten to 
that first Spider-Verse event, you have the movie, which is its own thing. And then you have Spider-Geddon, which I think are, have all been done really well. I really love those stories. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't have to expand on it for the sake of expanding on it. You know what I mean? Right. When you did it already, like Ambrosia said, maybe less is more. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But, and here's, here's my fault is I'm going to continue to buy them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like that with amazing. <laughs> I'm like that with amazing Spider-Man because I will preach. Yes, if you don't yes. like it, don't buy it. But I have never missed an issue. Of amazing Spider-Man. On it. That's why <laughs> Spider-Man is such a profitable character. There will no, be hate people it so much. that are going to buy the Spider-Man stuff no matter what. That's the problem. We yeah. can complain all we want about the problem. Spider-Man. Yeah. But, I, I will know. always support it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, I've collected yeah. Spider-Man since I can't even remember when. It's just, it's always been a thing. And it's yep. part, you know, OCD. It's part, <laughs> you know, I don't want to have a gap in my collection because I know I will start yeah. collecting Spider-Man again. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. That's um, absolutely me. It's a problem. I do have to shout out Amazing Spider-Man right now because Ed McGuinness, his art is better in this, in Amazing Spider-Man last week than he he was in the... Dark Web? Dark mm-hmm. Web. Because in Dark mm-hmm. Web, it's, he, he has that cartoony style where they're actually... I love Ed like action figures. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but in Amazing Spider-Man, he like tones it down and it's, mm-hmm. it looks good. Yeah, you know? Ed McGinnis is is one of my favorite um, Superman right. illustrators because of how blocky and big and like ridiculous yeah. he makes his Superman. Public and enemies, it's, like Superman, Batman, public yeah, enemies, or all yeah, worlds at yeah. war. Did he do our, our worlds both. at war also? Both. Yeah. yeah, I just like that big blocky Superman that he draws, and and it's oh, it's weird because I I do like the way he illustrates Venom, so I like his bigger characters. It gets weird when he's put in an environment where he has to do all of Spider-Man's supporting cast because uh, in Dark Web, it gets kind of cartoony when he's drawing everyone. But I agree. Um, it feels like he was on less of a constraint in this uh, issue with Dr. Octopus because I really like the way he illustrated Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I, li- I liked all of it. Yeah. So I agree with you for sure. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about X-Men 24 uh, mm. just because it's just kind of spinning its wheels. It's uh, they're building up for the Hellfire Gala. Um, by the way, yeah. shout out, shout out to the real Hellfire Gala, which I'll be going to <laughs> um, in a couple of weeks. And I'm making my outfits. Um, extra shout out to Miss Marauder out there who is making my outfit from scratch. Oh my gosh. Stop. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, the way I see it, the, the theme is hoey and flowy, you know? Hoey nice. and flowy. <laughs> That's my Hellfire Gala outfit. Hoey and flowy. So I, please, like, I hope there is a ton of uh, TikToks with it. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have to. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that because I've been digging the Hellfire Gala since they, like, announced it before they ever did it in the comics. Like, yeah. I'm all for it. Um, but this one kind of spins its wheels um, and it sets up a couple of key things, but for the most part, like it's just another X-Men issue. I'm, I can't go to bat for it, but uh, I don't know. It is what it is. Not much happens. Though Polaris, I think is going through her bipolar disorder, um, which I think is very interesting. They just put like one page. Polaris is in bed. She didn't go on the mission. 
and like Jean Grey comes in to check in on her. And mm. I thought it was really nice, you know. Um, Fantastic Four number nine, really good. Surprisingly, re- this whole run just really good. good. And Who's it's weird. It's weird. Like, are you reading it, Lex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't get to the to it this week, but it has oh, been okay. good. And I, I do, I typically like Fantastic Four. They always seem they're always decent. But this one has been really enjoyable. They're really leading into the the B movie science fiction kind of aspect of Fantastic Four. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and brother Ryan North is writing it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Have you been liking Steelworks? So it's you know at issue two, it's it's okay. Yeah, um, I like it enough to keep going. Not a lot has yeah. happened, and it seems pretty safe, uh, which is understandable. And also, I don't know what I would want from like a out of the ordinary steel book. I think safe is the best bet for something like this. Um, I like it. Art's good. Newish villain, um, I think. Uh, So that's cool. Yeah, I don't know what I would want. Other than I I want more armored antics. I don't feel like we've had enough of it between the two steels, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully more of that. Yeah. Uh, We went over Venom, Venom Lethal Protector, Ambrosia. Did you? Oh, yeah. I did read that one. Yeah. Uh, which one was that one? I feel like there's someone. Oh, let's see. Oh, that one was written by David Michelin. Uh, oh, with Doctor Doom and how he became Venom. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, I like Silver Sable in here. Um, okay. Some fun flirting going on. Uh, it wasn't like a super amazing issue for me, but it was like I thought it was fun. Okay. Um, you read the Star Wars stuff or no? uh i read half of star wars and i want to get to yoda yoda has been really good i've liked yoda quite a bit oh really is it worth yeah. it yeah um i don't know in my opinion yes uh just mm-hmm. because uh we don't have like a ton of yoda information yeah. uh, anything yeah yeah um and so it's been really cool to kind of like see his like past and his um his stories and journey uh so if you are like a star wars fan and are into um yoda then i would give it a go uh, i've i've enjoyed it um just because we have uh anakin and um just more of like behind the scenes more lore and i think it's i thought it was fun okay uh, Obi-Wan. in 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 yoda mm-hmm okay um i know lex said he didn't do thor annual or much of it was it kind of boring for me it's just your annuals are weird because they're either hit or miss for sure and and this one is just i know it's like a soft prelude to the immortal thor run that's about to come out yeah it deals with like modok becoming ultra powerful and, and changing into this character named mythos and altering reality huh. and that's cool but it immediately 
gets fixed at the end of the issue because it's an annual oh. and it won't tie into anything else. And then right. he's Modoc again at the end. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a week. Yeah. I have a hard time taking Modoc seriously in most. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Modoc in the recent Captain America was kind of cool. Yeah. I think he works best in that world. In the, in like the cat fiction, world. In the, in the spy kind of. Uh-huh. World. Like yeah, organization creepy, kind of world. creepy Hydra type stuff. Yeah. I think he works best in that, as opposed to like an Avengers villain. Yeah, yeah, fighting against Thor to me it was just like I don't care about this man. Right? Yeah, that's how I feel with him in a lot care. of the characters, and especially yeah. like after the show. Um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this. No. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, clobber in time number five. Uh, you, uh, I, I, I read it also, Lex um Uh, i love i love the thing and this this is the last issue in this sort of mini series and there he's going back into um you know tying into the regular fantastic four book but ever since i was a kid the thing has always had sort of these spin-off series he was doing the thing team up books back in the day he had his own series and it's such an interesting character that he and the world of Fantastic Four is because he can pull this off. Like their world is so zany that he can go off and have this crazy adventure on his own and it still works and it still doesn't interfere or interact with anything that's going on in the Fantastic Four. I've always loved that about him. And uh, this run has just been so much fun. It is, it's fun, comic books. It seems like high stakes, but at the end of the day, it's no stakes. Um, the art has been wild, and uh, yeah, that's. I think it's just been fun. I've really enjoyed all five issues. Yeah. Uh, is this the first time we're seeing what's underneath his rock plating? No, no, no. We we've seen it a, a lot of times, and it's always gross. It's fleshy, <laughs> right? We've seen it yeah. before. It's fleshy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're back in the '90s. Um, there was the thing where Wolverine was possessed, and he cut things face. And for a while, a thing wore a helmet, and you see it then. Um, there was a time where he fought Hulk during the Immortal Hulk run, mm-hmm. and they fist punch each other, and it like destroys things' hands. So we see it under right, that. And yeah. um, there's a few times it always grosses me out because it's like, ugh, it's like skin meat under. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you expect, what expect it to be, but yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. There's a uh-huh. um, there's a series out called Marvel Anatomy. There's also a DC Anatomy book oh. that breaks down powers and uh, like organs and the way these characters' skin work. And and I strongly suggest you guys check it out. It's really interesting. Like hard ba- or hardcover bound book looks good on the shelf, and it has like the thing and what he looks like and like how his rock fits on his body and it just does like all kinds of characters it's really yeah. interesting read interesting. okay cool. all right um yeah i mean this was just a kind of a fun mini series i think what works yeah. well with the thing is he's an everyman yeah. just like spider-man so both of them can go anywhere and we're yeah. okay we're not lost because he'll react to things very similarly the way we react to things right yeah everybody loves he, him you know he'll yeah. be like what the hell like a dinosaur like you know yeah like dr doom is a big part of this issue and i always love their banter between each other it's like 
he's the ultimate enemy of the Fantastic Four, but they they almost don't take him serious like at all. <laughs> it's almost like he's just a, a cousin to the family of the Fantastic Four that they think is annoying, even though he is yeah. a huge Marvel threat. <laughs> yeah. I'll always yeah. love that. Um yeah, I'm trying to remember how they defeated this guy, but I it almost uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, the part of it that was cool is this this guy has these drones and and mechanical warriors that are going to fight the thing and this watcher soldier and Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom has this capsule uh that's uh, a bunch of doom bots shrunk down with thin particles and then he releases that and it kind of turns the tide and the thing punches him he does what the thing does yeah. <laughs> yeah um i mean that's pretty much it uh out of the, yeah. the comics that came out this week i mean obviously there are other comics that came out this week um mm -hmm. but you know as far as what we read that's all we can talk about you know um i want to thank you guys so much for for coming on this episode did you guys have any final thoughts about what you read this week I was going to ask you if you had, or if anyone had read Marvel Zero, or if that was on anyone's radar. It was like an anthology uh, series that yeah. came out this week. I mean, yeah, I posted I... the cover on our Instagram mm -hmm. story, but uh, it was a reprint, right? They're like like compilation. Uh, I had no idea. I, I, I skimmed through it. There was a um, an X Men story in there. I didn't know if it was a real reprint. I thought it was. There, I thought they were all no. reprints. Nice. Sorry. I think they are, yes. Okay. But no, I didn't. Yeah, I thought I'm through. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was if it was supposed to be important or not. Yeah. No, I think they do that like maybe once a month where they just throw in uh and correct me if I'm wrong, like reprint stories from the past. Oh, I got it pulled up right now. It's a uh deluxe edition collecting sort of the best free comic book day titles. Oh. Oh, okay. That from this sense. year. Okay. Which is which is yeah, which is a yeah. cool way to trick someone into buying books they could have got for free. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was like. Uh, <laughs> here, buy this book, a free <laughs> comic book. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um. I want to say how awesome it is that we can talk about this. I, I I don't. I don't know where you guys were, twenty five years ago, but like, who <laughs> was there to talk to about all this? Before all this, all like when you used to read comic books, it used to be you talked about it with the people at your shop, if yeah. that, or you go on a message board online. That's what I did, message mm -hmm. boards online. And yeah. now we do this on this. And regardless of whether if there are people watching this or not, the fact is like the three of us for this week's comics can like get together and just like talk about it and refer to things that like, who what normal person knows what we're talking about it's wild yeah it is wild it is no, wild very fortunate very much so and especially like uh comic talk where you bring on other people as well because like i wouldn't just call it flex and be like hey what do you think about this issue yeah 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 different different opinions from different walks of life i love it yeah, yeah absolutely so thank yeah. you dimitri Thank you guys for, for coming on this. I, I This is me being appreciative is what I'm trying to say. Um, th that's what I hope this show is for 
other people but it's it's a niche show but at the very least for us ourselves being able to talk about the stuff that we read is something that i wish i had when i was younger you know absolutely yeah so thanks for being a part of this guys um before we get going lex where can we find you what do you got coming up anything you want to plug you can find me now on threads at the Wednesday <laughs> poll. I, you know, I know Instagram is when you have a, a brand, I put that in quotation marks because it's gross. But when you have a brand, you know, I know Instagram is important, but I could never care about Instagram. I've always been a Twitter guy. It goes to kind of what you said, Demetri. As soon as Twitter hit the internet, that's where I went to just talk about comic books. And I've always done it. And so that's where, you know, it's sad to see that ship going down. But it looks like I might be able to have some some life on threads, which in turn means, I guess I'm on Instagram too. So newly on threads, go check it out. Um, new episodes every week. Uh, the thing that we're doing now is the Wednesday pull list is now a newsletter that you can sign oh. up for and get every Wednesday morning. And it will be my top 10 books of the week that I suggest. Um and sort of like why and things like that. So it's kind of my way of keeping in touch with the community that we built. Cause I've, you know, we almost hit like 10,000 people on Twitter and we talk to a lot of people on there on a daily basis. And I would just hate to lose all of that. So the newsletter is stemming from that. So hit me up if you want to join that. Yeah, for sure. That sounds cool. Well, congratulations. I'm sorry Thanks. that Twitter is going down the yeah, yeah, I'm so. We don't I'm know that here, for sure. I'm we over don't here know celebrating that. Celebrating Twitter's yeah. demise, and that's only because <laughs> I don't have any followers on Twitter, and that's yeah. like. So I get it. It it hurts no. for the people who do have followers on. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, it does make me sad because that takes such a long time to uh to grow your platform to that big. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's here's to like hoping that we're gonna have a turnaround. Um, but also, oh no, I'm here. still actively rooting for its demise. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> at this point, yeah, at this, at this point, it's, uh, it's basically broken. Be <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's, broken. Uh, so, so me and and the sort of the people that we talked to on there, we're all looking for a like a safe haven. And so, okay. hopefully, that's threads, and hopefully, we can kind of recreate that forum magic of old Twitter. Cool, yeah, but not new Twitter. No, no, no. It's no. been it's been pretty unbearable for uh, a while now. Yeah. Two years yeah. at least. <laughs> Two yeah. years at least. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we got going on. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, so uh, this uh, this year, I basically took a big hiatus um, from a lot of social media, but uh, I feel like now I'm at a place where I could start back up again. So thank you for having me on the show and uh, getting me out of like a little dark spot to um, do the things that I love again. And uh, so I will be active on uh, TikTok and now I'm going to look into thread at Comics and Cupcakes um, and then on Instagram uh, as Ambrosia underscore Linda. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for anyone out there who is watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show. If you're listening to the podcast, it's wherever you get your podcasts from Apple podcasts, Google play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio and Stitcher for the next month. Stitcher's going down. So, um, (laughs) so, you know, we lose that too, but that's fine. Um, uh, if you are on social media, Instagram and TikTok are our two biggest ones uh, at the Keeg Show. Uh, we're also on Threads 
you know, find it through our Instagram, I guess. I don't, I don't know how yeah, this works. Yeah, it's I, don't, weird. I, don't, I don't know how you find people on, on this, but <laughs> we're there on threads. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter and, and all that stuff, but pretty much everyone on social media at the key show or slash the key show. So definitely follow us um, there. We got multiple shows a week. Comic talk is this show right now that we just got done with. Uh, that is every Thursday at 5 PM Pacific. We also have the secret invasion after show. Uh, so after you watch an episode of secret invasion, uh, you can come and check out our after show every Wednesday night uh, for the time being at uh, 10 p.m. Pacific. So I know it is a late night show. It is what it is. And then we got, also got the King Talks every weekend. So this Saturday, um, uh, July 8th, we are talking Star Trek. We're doing a Star Trek episode. Um, and so we'll be talking about Star Trek this week uh, as well. San Diego Comic-Con is coming up. So if you guys are going to that, Keep an eye out for us there. And if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the Keeg show, um, find a donation tier that works for you with a subscription uh, as low as $5 a month. Um, you could help the show out. Uh, that's pretty much just of things. Um, go support your local comic shops, comicshoplocator.com to find a comic shop near you. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, Lex. Thank you, Ambrosia, so much for being a part of this. Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk for the week of July 6th, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Geek news.